0: Good to see so many people at Colonial celebrating Christmas together. Hopefully you came with a family, family member, and just love this time of year. It's so special. We've got people literally right off the bat all the way to the, the nosebleeds in church. It's pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Well, if you don't know me, my name is Matt. I'm the pastor of Colonial Church alongside my beautiful wife, Jill, who is leading worship Just before with the team and we just want to say from the outset, we're so glad that you're here and if you're looking for a church home, we are open other weekends as well. So you're welcome to join us and we'd love to have you and we have free services, 8.30am, 10am, 11.30. I want to start by reading a passage of scripture which we know is the Christmas story. This is the moment in scripture, it's one of the one of the accounts in one of the gospel accounts, but we see the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to read it to us. It's Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came. This is it. This is the moment. The time came. I just want to stop for a moment the time came for all of eternity. God knew this was the time. And if this was the time that God knew for Jesus to be born, can I just encourage you that your times are in God's hands. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but God hasn't forgotten about you. You haven't missed out that He's got your time. But this was the time That came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. I just want to take a few moments and just speak to you about the unusual, usual Christmas. There are so many things about the Christmas story that we could look at and see and observe and decide, man, that's just a very usual thing. That's just a very normal thing. But when we look a little deeper and maybe go a little bit further under the surface, it takes some time to think about it. There are so many things about this story that are so unusual, but also very usual. There's two different extremes at play in this story. There's the divinity of God. The very fact that this is the Son of God being born into the world. But then you've got the humanity of a baby being born. You've got two amazing extremes. You've got two things that on the one hand you could say, that's very, very abnormal. And the other, you could say, well, that's very normal. The natural birth but also the supernatural power of God. In a moment, you have God in heaven and now a baby lying in a manger. Let me say it this way. There's nothing usual about the Son of God being born into a world full of people. But there is something very usual and very natural, very normal about a child being born. God is up to something here in this story. And if we just look at it a little bit longer, I believe we'll see that God wants to do something very unusual with what is usual when it comes to your life. What this is, is it's God showing His nature, God deciding that this would be the way. Yes, this would be the time, but this would be the way that He would reveal Himself, His heart to people. The way he came, the humility in which he came. And in fact, the whole lead up to this story is nothing but a step after step and person after person of the very usual, the very normal. I think about King David, which is the line from which Jesus came. How how did King David come to us in the scriptures? He was a shepherd boy. He was literally out in the sheep. The prophet came to visit the house of Jesse to declare who the prophet would be and Jesse's sons were all lined up. David wasn't even in the lineup. He was in the field, tending the sheep, doing something very usual, very normal, but God had other plans. I think about Elizabeth, and Elizabeth gave birth to John the Baptist, and we don't know much about Elizabeth except that she was righteous and she was blameless before God, but she had a very normal, it seemed life, and God breathed on it. I think about her husband, Zechariah, who was a priest in the house of God, who was the one that would say, this is, his name is John. He would be the one that would declare who he would be to fulfill the scriptures, that he would be the one that would straighten the way. I think about Zechariah. He was just a priest serving in the house of God on that day. The very usual, the very normal. I think about Mary. We don't know much about Mary except that she was the mom to the son of God. Could you imagine the responsibility? But up until that point, we just know her as Mary. She was betrothed to a man named Joseph. I think about Joseph and Joseph Joseph is inserted into the story and it just seems like Joseph was just a really good guy. Living his life. A normal, usual Life, but God had other plans. There was an inn. The inn probably had a keeper. This time, there was a registration going on. there was a census happening, and people had to report. people had to show up, and the city was, of Bethlehem was busy. It seemed like a very normal thing. We know what that's like. It was like City of Lights, Night of Lights in Bethlehem. There was no room anywhere. seemed normal, seemed usual. But God was doing something very unusual with it. Everywhere you look in this story, you see the usual, but then you see the unusual. So there's two things I wanted to leave you with tonight. If I could, this Christmas, to think about and to to maybe meditate on as you leave tonight. But there's two things you got to understand about this story, this true story, which we know is the Christmas story. The first is this, God does the extraordinary with what we think is ordinary. This is what we see right here. This is what God does. He takes what the world thinks is ordinary. I'm gonna take it a step further. He takes what the world says is useless. Come on, somebody. He takes what the world says has no value and He places His value on it. You might be in here today and you might be like, man, I feel like my life has no meaning. I feel like I have no hope. I feel like, man, God has overlooked me. I feel like I have no purpose. Can I just encourage you? We serve a God. We have a God in heaven who takes the very ordinary things, the things that seem like they have no value. He breathes life onto it and all of a sudden they have value and they have worth because that is our God. He takes the very ordinary things And he makes them extraordinary. What very ordinary thing this Christmas time could you place in the hands of an extraordinary God? Could it be your work, your job, your marriage, your relationships, your kids? Here's one, your heart. There's 8 billion, 700 million, roughly, hearts that are beating around the world right now. Right now. And when you think about that, there's nothing unusual about my heart or your heart next to someone else's heart. But something happens when that heart gets placed in the hands of an almighty God. All of a sudden, that ordinary, usual heart, all of a sudden, because it's in the hands of God, becomes extraordinary. Because God's breathing his life upon it. Can I just encourage you that you're not in here by mistake, You didn't show up to Christmas at Colonial because you just happened to get a random invite. You're here because I believe God has got you here on purpose and on mission. and You're meant to be here. And the reason is this is because He cares about your heart. And He loves you so much that He sent His one and only Son because we serve a God who does the extraordinary with what the world says is ordinary. King Solomon, which was David's son, he knew that too. And he wrote in Ecclesiastes 3 in verse 11. He said, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Speaking of God, he says this, look at these words. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. Because God wants to take whatever you give him and breathe his life upon it. So the number one thing we've got to to remember is that God takes the ordinary things and makes them extraordinary. Number two, let's not miss this about Christmas. Jesus came humbly so that God would get the glory. Jesus came into the world in a very usual way, a very normal way, a very humble way so that God would get the glory. You ever thought about why Bethlehem would be the place? I mean, if I was God, I'd be, I'd be thinking New York City. I'd be thinking Chicago. I'd be thinking Sydney. <laughs> Sydney, Australia. Bethlehem. What was significant about Bethlehem? Well, here's the thing is... Bethlehem had no profile. It it wasn't well-known. It wasn't this place where all these amazing teachers were were brought up. It wasn't the, the forefront of intellectual thinking at the time that Jesus was born. It was Bethlehem. It was a little town with no profile. It was insignificant. And that's why God used it. Because Jesus came in a way where no one would get the credit. No one would be able to say, well, Jesus came from my town. Jesus came from my uh, educational stream. Jesus came with my kind of pedigree so they could take the credit. Jesus came in a way so God would get all the glory. He came normally, he came humbly, but it was supernatural. But ultimately it would be so that no one would get the glory except God himself. What very normal thing in your life does God want to breathe His supernatural power upon and get all the glory? There's two ways that God works. He works to us and then He works through us. But it's always to get the glory. You know, God's going to get the glory for your life, whether you like it or not. Whether you know it or not. He will get the glory no matter what. But that's the way Jesus came. He came into the world so that ultimately God would get the glory what could you give God this Christmas time? I said it before, but maybe there's something in you tonight, tonight that's just like, man, there's something missing. There's something in, I'm, I'm in church right now, but, and everything, it seems to make sense, but this, this isn't my stream. This isn't what I normally do. I wonder if you could just open your life up to the things of God, and maybe we have never met, maybe you've never had a chance, for, maybe we've never had a chance to talk, but could I just encourage you, you're not here on accident. There isn't a moment in time where God has not planned out your days. And I believe tonight, He meant for you to be here. You're not here on accident. It's not random, but it's precise. Because God is working and He knows the time. So I'd love to just take a moment right now, just before we sing again. And I'll pray for some people. Maybe you're in your time.